And welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Nikki D. Cannon, uh, producer extraordinaire in Flannel Flan, except for today. And I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your currently sick correspondent. How have you been doing, Nikki D.? Hey, Seth, I'm good. And um, yeah, not I, actually, I was wearing flannel earlier today as I was taking the dog outside because it's like freezing temperatures here in Washington, yeah. D.C. So for me, it's definitely flannel weather, but I did uh, have this, my, my FLG shirt, uh, ready to go underneath that and uh, wanted to sport the team colors here. But uh, uh, I'm I'm not sick, not blessed by Nurgle in that regard. Yeah. So uh, sorry, sorry that he got you there, but uh, yes. that's what happens sometimes here. But you're hanging in? You're hanging in? Yeah, yeah, I've been blessed by Nurgle. I've been, last few days have been a little, the mornings are rough, the evenings are better. Um, you know, it put a damper in my hobbying. Um, as we'll, we'll get to my hobby progress, it's very much work in progress this week because I just haven't had the motivation or attention span for painting. Um, but if you want to pop that up, I, I did do some work on a Grimnir. Uh, I'm, I, nope. Oh, oh that, that's the old slides. I put a new picture in. That's last week. Oh, oh well, okay. that's all right. We'll move on. Um, I did uh, get most of the way through my Halloween movie marathon. I have one more Halloween movie to finish, which is Halloween Ends. I could have tried to power through last night. There we go. Yeah, there. That's that's the Grimnir. So I, I tried doing um, some color shift for the cloak. And uh, then I'm going back with a bunch of golds and blacks and seeing how it comes out. Might be a little too flashy, but I got a few more that I could I could paint up or I could just strip this one. I found a really good product for stripping, so that's good. Paint stripping, paint stripping. I know. I was going to say, I was going to say, we need clarification. Thank you for adding that. (laughs) What have you been up to, Nikki D? Well, Seth, question for you. Uh, Halloween marathon. You're just watching like the original Halloween movies, not any of the more recent ones, or are you going to be included? I've I've got through all of them. I'm I'm up to the last of the David Gordon Greens Halloween ends. Right. Okay. I I liked, I liked that one actually. Um, I did not like Halloween ends. It was okay. It was a it was a step too far. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, but uh, uh, on my end, I've been good. I mentioned last week I was going to be getting back into planes for forty k, and that I did. So met up with yeah. a uh, with a friend to do a narrative Necrons versus Eldari game. So if you're watching the stream, you're able to see my my image or my screenshot here. The yeah. premise for the game is we each brought a two thousand point army. Um, and we had some basic, simple missions, uh, or, or just you know, hold one, hold two, hold more for primary. Um, mm-hmm. We both agreed we we're going to do tactical, um, just so we wanted to have you know good good play for it. The key thing with this though is that if you're looking at the image, you might see that we don't have objective markers going across yeah. the middle, um, and that's because we had two Satan, the Avatar of Cain, and the Incarn in place as the objectives <laughs> in the middle. So the way this was set up was that uh, basically worked in a counter system where if you did two actions, we'll call them on yeah. on a character on one of those character uh, objectives in the middle, that character would then activate and be a movable piece Ooh. that would join your side in the battle. Um, so we, we only played about half the game because we were having a narrative game and we were enjoying some food and maybe some beverages throughout the game. So we're going we're gonna to be finishing the game next week, but we're through I finished my top of turn three and I had just uh, awoken the uh, the Nightbringer. Uh, he's going to get his turn. My opponent's going to get his turn and he is going to be awakening the Avatar of Kane. So things are going to get real nasty, but we had a great time with it. So uh, playing 40K, 
narrative, competitive, however you want to play it. Crusade, yeah. uh, Crusade is still a thing in 10th edition. Yes, however you want to play your 40k, have your fun with it. Uh, this was a really great way to just get for me, get back into it after basically yeah. two months of not playing. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, KR Quinn's pointing out, I think that's the pop-up terrain from Tabletop Titans. I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. So that's the pop-up terrain from Tabletop Titans. Uh one of our affiliates go support them yes all right uh nikki d let's get into some industry news uh i i have uh i've seen so shown on screen here and the model itself has been somewhat polarizing i think because the way that the model is set up he is he does come on his own tactical rock of course course. um but he is (laughs) you can't not have a have a tactical rock right um so he comes in where the model is actually um he's mid phase or maybe like 80 percent into phasing um, into the materium and into the world um, that he's got going on there. So I think that part is going to be really exciting to have. Um, definitely going to be a really cool model. We have seen one rule previewed for the model and that he, um, when he, when that model on the unit that it is leading, when it advances, don't yep. roll a dice. It's just a full just six teleport. inches. Yep. And then you can move through uh, models and terrain uh, for it as well. Where, where it is that uh, it's it's a phasing in Necron Lord. I think it's really cool. It's definitely a new pose. Mm-hmm. Like he's still kind of in that resting kind of stance. Um, Mid transportation. I, I, they, they did some of this kind of like, I don't know, pixelated swirl effect with the, uh, was it Psychomancer? Yes. So they've done it before. Um, uh, says scrap code got me for a second, but it's, but anyway, yeah, it's looking really cool. I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, Nikki D, both and I sporting the T tonight. I've got I've got yeah. Earl Grey in line with uh, Captain Jean Luc Picard because that's the way you're supposed to drink tea. If it's good enough for Jean Luc Picard in the 24th century, I, I I'm a mint tea kind of guy, so tonight is spearmint. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, up next, uh, you know, there's this thing called the Old World, and it's coming back. I do. I do know yeah. about the old world. So they actually have finally previewed some of the old world rules, and they previewed the phase structure, uh, which is now the stratagem phase, the movement phase, the shooting phase, and then the combat phase. Uh, and they kind of went in detail with the stratagem phase, and it sounds very much like the command phase of 40K, where compulsory tests are taken. Like they mentioned stupidity tests. That's an old thing from fantasy. That would be yes, when you stupidity tests. Um they did point out that there is no more magic phase that like 40k magic is kind of broken up into when it is applicable. So for instance, if your magic ability is a shooting attack, that would be something that happens in the shooting phase. If they, if they think of the called a translocation spell, if it's, if it's a spell that moves, then it goes, then you, you cast it in the movement phase. Uh, and so the stratagem phase is where a lot of your, your enhancements and, and, and hexes and debuffs are cast. So that's, uh, kind of the important time to, to remember to do those. Um, you can, you know, still rally your units and do leadership tests and things like that. So it looks like it's, it's still got a lot of the mechanics that we have known previously from eighth edition fantasy. I actually have had some friends playing eighth edition fantasy recently, trying to kind of get themselves back in the mood for the old world. Um, so it's been interesting to see kind of some similarities there, but obviously they still have evolved the rule set. Some I'll be interested to see how much it evolves. Um, because I think there's, there's definitely a step too far. They could go here that, you know, a lot of the nostalgia for the game is not just the, the lore and the aesthetics, but how the game played and functioned. So if they, uh, if they tinker with that mechanic a little too much, I kind of wonder if if it'll lose some of the fans' attention. So, 
What do you think? Did you did you, did you ever have any fantasy experience? Eighth edition. Fa- fantasy was my fantasy was my game. That was how yep. I got into Warhammer. Uh, I started maybe maybe fifth edition Warhammer Fantasy, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, went away for a couple of years and then jumped back in seventh end of seventh edition for for warhammer fantasy and i played quite a bit through uh that was when i really started getting back into being a warhammer player was eighth edition and the end times so uh i love warhammer fantasy i'm not going to be getting back into it um at this stage just because i i i do enough with 40k and i have limited time and budget so i'm gonna stick with what i have for the here and now yeah i mean i'm certainly you know if a bunch of friends get into it if it's a local thing i'd play it i don't know that if it's something i'm going to put on my my travel queue of games because like you i don't have much bandwidth and time for for travel games so we'll see all right pre-orders uh for this week um there there's kind of two big ones the the squats aka the the leagues of otan but in the necromunda world got a bunch of new models previewed and are for pre-order which is really swick sick uh for, you know for someone like me a, a long time botan player um for conversion purposes time. but i was actually really excited about the trader champion console did you take a look at him yes that is he a looks uh, super great. tight and yeah. i looked at him and just immediately sent it to all my 40k friends and i was like fine conversion uses for this go um so they were like oh yeah we're gonna cut that sword off we're gonna put a hammer on there that boy's a chaos lord all day <laughs> Yeah, so. I really like the the old style, the Horus Heresy armor. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like, especially for tra- if you're playing any Trader Legion, it just works really well for that conversion yeah. purposes. Add a couple on a couple other bits. Um, you know, it can work as well for loyalist ones, but I think it just works so much better for for the the the, the guys that are literally thousands of years old, uh, or maybe they are, maybe they aren't, because the warp works in mysterious ways. So I think we'll see this model on 40k tables as well. Oh yeah. And just like, he's got like a really, you know, ornate set of like, I think it's like Mark three armor. Um, I think he's so. got like a, you got like a little visor almost on the top of his helmet, which clearly shouldn't come down because then he can't see anything, but it still looks cool. He's got little armor plates all over his power pack. On the yes, FLG news. I will. So FLG news, just a couple of different uh, things that we'll cover for the purposes of today's show. Um, Kicker will obviously be back uh, next week um, with, more information and more details but um Mm -hmm. lvo uh last week we had mentioned that that was the cutoff for uh pre-ordering dice so right now lvo news is just make sure uh you get your tickets or make sure you get on the wait list for any events um that you want in there if you if you're looking for a ticket and you're on the wait list there is also a thread on the frontline gaming community page for um selling tickets and and trading tickets and the scrap code is vo and for that part uh next item being uh for cherokee um Mm -hmm. big news cherokee tickets they're up they are on sale um so you can go and get them now Uh, obviously this is one of the biggest east coast events for 40k um kicker Mm -hmm. had announced in one of the prior weeks that for age of sigmar they're going to be moving to a three-day event um and also looking at adding in some other game formats for cherokee uh seth you and i are both two-time attendees of cherokee uh, yeah. I, I say we that, were actually I say there that for the loudly. inaugural Cherokee. We were. We were there for yeah. the inaugural, and we were there for the second. Uh, yeah. We're gonna. I know I'm gonna be there a third time. You gonna I'm be there? Planning for the third on time? being there as well. Yep. There we go. Um, so a couple things as it goes for Cherokee that I'll uh, just call out for everybody. Um, that as it goes for the event, um, one options to get some of that good beer if that is uh, of your interest. So that's one part for for Cherokee mm-hmm. as an event that I really really enjoy as well. Um, 
But then other things uh, for the event, there will be a Thursday night meet and greet in the uh, convention hall. Um, yep. And then Friday and Saturday night, we're going to have uh, family style dinner options at the event. Um, I kicker had, had said that they, those those might be decided, but there could be some changes. So we're not yeah, going to say what those food styles there. are just yet. Yep. Uh, but that was definitely uh, that was that, that was done for the first time last year. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and Seth, that is where I, I sat down and got to chat with you and, and kicker before yeah. joining the show. So that was a great time to kind of just, Hey, you finish your games, get some food, you know, quick and easy. Cause you're tired after the first day of gaming, uh, and having that part set. So yeah. I had, I and, had and they're also talking about keeping the hall open a little bit for some open gaming. Uh, so mm -hmm. some late night gaming. So if you, you know, particularly if you, you know, I don't know if I'd want to play another full game of 40 K in the evening, but you know, <laughs> if folks want to bring some board games or some other skirmish style games. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, and you're certainly welcome to, to head out and get food elsewhere. But if I know kicker and at this point in my life, I do know kicker, uh, <laughs> he will have bartered, begged and stole whatever he can to make this, uh, some of the cheapest meals you can get on site. So, um, it's, it'll be good food. It's, it's always been good food at the, at the hall food for Cherokee. Um, and I'm sure it'll be fairly economical. Uh, so I know folks are, you know, wanting to go out and have a good time. You can at least, you know, save some money on your dinner and then go have a good time, you know, at the casino or the bar afterwards yep, or the absolutely. bowling alley. Oh yeah. They do have that. They have the bowling right. alley as well, which is two yeah. floors, which is still, my brain hurts a little bit, but again, cold nights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so we got cherokee and then the other item that we want to talk about tonight uh the it talked about this or this was uh, announced last week the mm -hmm. champions cup so uh a, just a couple of short details that are going to the kicker has had to go for, look for, for a event. new venue now uh, <laughs> uh to try to make up capacity <laughs> hey yeah. that's the yeah good problem yeah. So for folks, if you're interested with that, uh, be sure to check that part out. Um, there's already a, a great number of fantastic teams that are going to be involved with the event as well, which yep. is really exciting. Um, but again, this is going to be um, in, in, I guess, the SoCal weekend, uh, the SoCal mm -hmm. sort of event and that sort of timing. So obviously Kicker was just at, at that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so we'd be looking at same thing mid-October for 2024. Yep. Uh, and, and I know I've already gotten a few messages from folks that applied and folks that haven't applied. You can still apply. Nothing's too late, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, teams that's 60 or 50 teams of eight guys. So that's still a very large event. Um, if I, if I'm doing the math correctly, um, 60 teams of eight guys would probably put us in the ballpark of the second largest event that FLG runs. Um, I think that's bigger than ACO numbers just for, for one game mm -hmm. system. Um, now, uh, I know the the TO team is going through those applications. It's going to be a bit for them to get back to everyone. So just sit tight. Don't panic. I've been getting a few messages. The, the team's going to look through everything and get back to folks and let them know what's up, who's who's uh you know coming, what to expect, all that jazz. So plenty of time here. Um, if if uh, Dorian I, messaging chat, how do you apply with that team? Right now, you can apply as an individual player, um, and then uh, the team the the TO team will sort out kind of uh who gets uh who gets the first year and and the reason we want to keep it limited this first year is kicker is ultra passionate about making this the best event that is possible and yep. he does not want to go too big the first year and not be able to deliver the product that he's envisioned for you guys so um certainly if things go uh to plan this year i would expect that that uh 
number of teams to grow for the second year. So uh, I'm excited for it. I'm going to see if I can work it into my schedule, if I can make it onto a team or just come hang out. Um, you know, we'll see. But uh, it's going to be next October, which is kind of rough for me work-wise. But that's a different discussion, folks. <laughs> All right. What's up next, Nikki D? All right, Seth, we're going to keep pushing ahead here. Uh, did not put a signal short in for this week, um, but we'll so we'll go ahead and we'll jump into our uh, main segment for for tonight. And yep. uh, folks, give you a little bit of background and when it comes to prepping and planning for these shows. Uh, it's a lot of time on Monday morning where it's uh, Seth and I messaging each other saying, hey, what Warhammer or nerdy stuff are we into now that we're going to talk about? And yeah. uh, for this week, uh, it was me being excited that the mobile version of Warp Forge, uh, yeah. Warhammer-based card game, is going to be on mobile uh, actually tomorrow, uh, Thursday, November 2nd. Um, but it ha is a game that has already been available on Steam. So as Seth mm -hmm. and I were spitballing different ideas back and forth, it was, hey, well, let's talk about, you know, we love playing Warhammer as a tabletop game, but we yep. pretty much all of us have played Warhammer in a video game form at some point in our lives, maybe even currently. So we're going to chat a little bit about that tonight. So chat, let us know, uh, put put in there, you know, what games you like, whether it's a game for mobile, uh, whether it's a game for PC or Steam, whether it's a console-based advice, we'll kind of go through for for those parts of it. But Seth, you're more of a video gamer than, uh, than yeah. I am. So do you, do you want to kind of get us started and uh, on some of the yeah. things like that, so, that that you like and that you've enjoyed? So yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about Warp Forge because that's the one that we've been playing. It's Good call. If you have played Hearthstone, it is very similar mechanically to Hearthstone where you have kind of a a lead character and then other characters that you play. Your energy moves up each turn to a higher pool. Um, so it's, it's very much in that vein. Um, it also is kind of uh, like Hearthstone. You can earn packs and get new cards and, and create cards in a free-to-play system, but obviously they're going to give you a venue to pay and make it faster. Um, so it, it feels a lot like that. I've, I've played all the factions um, and kind of gotten a feel for all of them at this point. Um, obviously the first thing I went to Nikki D orcs is what I went orcs, to. Yeah. Orcs kind of yeah. big mechanic is, is just like deploying a bunch of guys and then they have um, basically a, a, a rule called mob, which is when one unit, one card makes a melee attack, it activates the mob uh, effect on all the other cards. So it can be like do damage or shoot the guy or whatever, you know, so it's pretty cool. Um, Tyranids have a fun one where they have, they basically have two mechanics, Synapse and Swarm. Swarm cards, when you play them next to each other, they actually combine into a bigger card, um, which kind of, you know, the big teeming mass of Tyranids. And then Synapse is if you play a, a stratagem, which is like an effect card on a Synapse creature, it affects the cards next to it as well. So that's pretty cool. Space Marines, um, you know, I got to say probably the most vanilla of the bunch, but that is Space Marines. <laughs> they have a, a rule called Codex, which is if you spend all of your energy in a turn, you activate the Codex effect on each card. Um, so there's some pretty big ones. So it's really important for Space Marines to kind of hit that perfect energy or perfect mana curve. Um, so they need to build their decks kind of in line with that. Uh, well, so Chaos. Chaos has a fun Chaos. one, which is dark packs which is basically one of four buffs based on each of the gods um and different cards get dark packs through different ways and you can put multiple on them and the more dark packs you have the stronger you get so the more blessings from the the chaos gods uh pretty cool um necrons have you played necrons nikki d uh that's the that's the faction i've been playing actually the All most right. tell us about necrons. the mechanics of the necrons then yeah so necrons not surprisingly folks are going to be based upon um reanimating 
Uh, yep. And so usually there are a number of different units where if they are destroyed, um, they, uh, they, they become a remnant. And then there are different ways that you can activate remnants so that they can go become or, or reanimate, reanimate effectively back to the unit yep. that they, yep, that, that they were. Um, Necrons have a lot of units that are high damage and shooting a lot of you, but, but basically no melee attack. And then a lot of units that are high melee attack, but basically no shooting. So it's very kind of symbolic of, of their, their structure. Um, it's it's one of those where, especially given the reanimate uh, structure for them, um, and they they also have another ability for I think artifice, um, where if you play a stratagem um, that can reanimate units or that can trigger other yeah. other abilities. So for them, it, it's it's a pretty unique uh, sort of thing. I've been playing again. I've been playing them the most. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, you've got some of the you know destroyer cult, which are more melee focused. You get more shooty as as well. Yeah. So necrons have been really great. Um, and then the last faction and said, I actually haven't played as this faction Eldar? yet, but it's yep. the, the craft worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know I've, them? I've Have played, you played a few games some? with them as well. Um, they get basically, you know, similar to like their, their lore in the game. Certain units when they die, leave soul stones, which yep. is then is a special currency that you can spend on other cards to get really big buffs when you play them. So. You kind of want to have some cheap chaff that gets killed early on, and then those build up to to bigger ones. They also have a unique ability called Shuriken, which is before they attack, they do damage just whatever the Shuriken number is. Um, so it's a chance for them to deal damage without receiving damage in return. Very much an Eldar sneaky tactic that I don't like. But <laughs> overall, it's a fun game. It's free to play. It's uh, it's on Steam right now, but it's supposed to be on mobile tomorrow. Um I have resisted the call of spending real money, but I don't know uh, how much longer I'll be able to do that. Uh, but it's been fun. I just got uh, my second orc character, Zagstruck, like yesterday. So I'm excited to make some decks around him. So a lot of fun. So yeah, I would I would recommend it. And especially for I, I tend to play more mobile games myself just mm -hmm. because I travel a lot for work. Yeah. So doing games on Steam or a, a console just isn't as realistic for me on a regular basis. So mobile games is where I do probably 80% of my gaming uh, now, yeah. but it's, it's characters, it's unit, it's all these things that you're going to recognize um, from Warhammer. And then for mm -hmm. myself, I mean, Seth, you mentioned this is a game like Hearthstone, but my entry into all kinds of nerd things was magic, the gathering. So, yeah. and then other collectible trading card games. So for me, this is kind of like, Oh, I get to feel like I'm, you know, 12 again, you know, playing magic, except it's now uh, it's a it's a slightly different game and in Warhammer. So I recommend it. I'm in the same boat as you, Seth. I have not spent money yet. I don't plan to, but that can be subject to subject to change. So we'll see. Change, yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. So other games, though, I mean, I think in terms of Warhammer based video games, like arguably the the biggest franchise out there, and I know immediately chats can disagree with me, has to be the Total War franchise. There's been three Total War fantasy games, um, each of them getting like five or six DLCs of different factions. Um, and now with a combined campaign across all three games, you can play like, I don't know, it's like close to like 40 different characters. It's huge. I have played a fair amount of it. I have all three games. I have most of the DLCs. It's a lot of fun. But like a Total War game, it can be really complex and really, 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 really long. Um, have you messed around with the Total War games very much? I've done some. Yeah, I've played a little bit. Um, I, my, uh, I've definitely. It's definitely a game where I've had friends that even don't play Warhammer just get into it yeah. because it's a game format that's very, um, that is very popular. Um, 
and that people that people have enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't actively get into it, Seth, because it is one of those where, like, unless I'm uh, unless I've got like a long weekend, I know I'm going to start playing, and I'm not going to be able to turn it off. Uh, yeah. so that's kind of my, that's kind of my, the part there where I don't want to get into it too much, but I would agree, uh, total war immensely popular. I think it's part of the big reason why folks are so interested in, um, the old world as well. Cause it yeah. is based upon in, in that setting and it's such a popular game. Um, so that part's really huge. Um, Seth, I, I'll, I will note, you had mentioned that it's probably one of the more popular big Warhammer games. When we started this chat, there was a different game that multiple people had mentioned. Yep, as being and that's why that's there. why I said it would be controversial saying Total yep. War. So one that was called out multiple times, and I think it's on our list. So let's jump to yep. it right now. Dawn of Dawn War. Of War. Can you tell yep. us Dawn about Dawn of War and chat if you know oh, Dawn yeah. of War? Let I, us, let I played. I played all of the original Dawn of Wars, and they had like four or five expansions. It was a lot, um, but it was a it was a, a real time strategy game, and I love the real time strategy genre. I play it. Used to play a ton of it, uh, not so much anymore. Um, but it was very interesting because it, it presented a lot of different. Most games allowed you to play four or five different races. They all had different storylines. They were all on the same planet trying to do something. It was a lot of fun. And, and and as a kid into 40k, this was the first game that I really got to feel like I was playing 40k on a computer. Um, so I was excited to play it. I've I've played through Dawn of War two, and they moved that one from a base concept of an rts to kind of a squad based rts um which was kind of sad i like the base building i I like managing a base i like deciding what troops i'm going to send out and all that fun so um and then i unfortunately had not played dawn of war 3 i wanted to and then it got some really bad reviews it was also going to be a squad based one so i was kind of ho-hum on that because i really wanted to go back to a base building rts but maybe one day i'll pick that one up if it's on heavy discount you ever play any of the RTSs like Dawn of War? No, that's not that really hasn't been in, in my in my wheelhouse. But I think that is when it comes to Warhammer games, um, mm-hmm. it, and, or ones that I know when I talk Warhammer, um, yeah. even non Warhammer tabletop players, it's they either know Warhammer as um, as Dawn of War, the video game, yeah. or, or 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 Total War. Those are it. Well, moving down the popularity scale, I think a lot of us have played another uh 40k video game space marine um and there's a second one coming out here i think in like a year hey gw if you want to give your old boy seth a a preview (laughs) i'd be happy to play it and tell people about it um but it was it was um it was a third person shooter if i remember correctly third yeah it was third person and you played as a a ultramarine fighting his way through an orc infested and then ultimately chaos infested uh forge world so it's it's a lot of fun um it's kind of a hack and slash almost um kind of uh if, if you've played um like god of war similar to that uh style so it's a lot of fun they're reviving it the the story will be 10 15 years old by now it's a lot of fun though um you usually have the, the the original game for sale pretty cheap on steam so definitely worth checking it out um back to the strategy category i got like what two more games i've played and then uh I think that's all my games. Uh, if you like 4X strategy, there's a there's a game called um, Warhammer Gladius, which is a turn-based city-building strategy game like Civilization, where you have a city, you build certain districts in the city, and then you can build units and go out and fight, and you can have a bunch of other cities. Um, I I kind of soured on that game because it the uh, the rubber banding for the AI difficulty is hard. Like <laughs> you're like, all right, I've cleared out this area. 
uh, you know, this this area, there is no more enemies. I am good to move my forces off in another direction. And you complete kind of like a, a, a chapter and a quest. And it just like spawns the largest army anywhere like in the world, right in that spot that you just left that said, okay, I just cleared all the enemies out. And they're like, what if there was a giant army there right now? And you were like, well, I'm about to get screwed. Um, so it's a little rubber bandy like that. I know some people that are really into it. Um, then the last one, uh, which is probably one of the, I guess the second newest one is dark tide, which is kind of that, uh, first person shooter, squad based shooter, kind of similar to like the old zombie games left for dead. I've had a lot of fun with it. They recently have done some revamps on it. So I've been hopping back in and playing not right now in my cold med status. Cause I don't have the reaction time for that, but still a lot of fun, super enjoyable. And I think it's very similar to a game on your list. I think so. which one, which one is Vermintide here? Vermintide. Yeah. Yeah. So Vermintide and I'll go through some of the games that I, that I listed here, but yeah, Vermintide, uh, as much as I love Skaven, it's a game about really going off and fighting the Skaven, which you exactly. think I wouldn't really be into, but it's, it's Skaven ever. I get to see Skaven everywhere on screen. Um, uh, and it's actually, it's a game where I, I've played, I've played online with my brother. Um, him and I grew up playing warhammer fantasy together he was a he was a lizard man uh now seraphon you know player he doesn't mm -hmm. play warhammer anymore but he still plays the video games and that's one of those where like hey we can get together and talk warhammer or do something in a warhammer world um even if he's not active in the tabletop game yeah so i i love vermintide um i think that's a great game i pick it up still every once in a while and, and i'll play it um just when hey i've got some time to kill or you know wanting to dip my toes back into that as a, <laughs> as a setting um yeah. but so I, I love that um the other um I, I, we as we we started talking about warp forge uh, it's also i guess only space marine um based uh version of that game um i've played that for quite a bit because again travel mm -hmm. a lot for work so i'm on my phone a lot i uh, don't have a system so i've really enjoyed that uh, but a couple other games that i would throw out there another mobile one um and i know our friends over at grim after dark were big on this game for a while when it was released and that is uh tacticus oh yeah uh, i played that from, have you okay so seth did you, did you like have you played the orcs did you, i yeah. assume you played the orcs yeah it took tacticus. a while to unlock them but yeah i played them <laughs> um so yeah i still actively play tacticus um they're they're actually just now going through their tyranids release as a faction which i'm really excited about um but that is one where you have to uh yeah you, you, you go there's different forms of gameplay building up your characters um i think most of my highest ranked characters in that game not surprisingly are chaos characters because hey mm. i love the chaos guys so um uh a couple of death guard characters a couple of the black legion characters um, really love that game i you know, you know it's easy for me as i'm walking the dog to get a couple rounds in do some raids other things like that so love tactic is very easy to do um, and then the other game that i would note here that i played quite a bit for that period of time in 2020 and 2021 just when mm -hmm. couldn't really go out and do a lot um this is another warhammer uh, old world uh, game it's called chaos bane uh, so this is kind of an rpg uh, campaign style game you get to play as a character and go through different missions uh, collecting your resources so you can level up your character uh, this was a game where you can um, i really really loved uh, chaos bane i think i've played it through and i got the expansion for it as well um, mm -hmm. i think i played through as all the characters and and it was a game where i was able to play during COVID times, uh, online sessions for four to six hours at you know time on Saturday and Sunday mornings while I was not going anywhere. So it was a world that I loved, characters that I loved, um, and it was really focused on the the chaos as the enemy uh, in the old world fantasy. So absolutely love that game. Um, as much as I love playing my tabletop games related to Warhammer, whether it's old world, Age of Sigmar, or 40k, um, video games are still a great escape uh, in, into the hobby. So 
Seth, as we kind of close out the main sec- main segment or main section for tonight, any anything else that we kind of didn't hang- didn't hit or anything else that chat had noted as a uh, a game maybe that we missed? Yeah, yeah. Chat pointed out that they recently released a uh, bolt gun. I think it was called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was like a Doom style first person shooter. Um, that one was on my list along with like Hired Gun. I heard good things about that. They're both on my like Steam wish list. Next time there's probably a big sale, I'll probably pick them up and add them to the library. Um, yeah. But you know, I uh, I try to keep one or two like games like the one I'm playing at a time. I try not to have multiple because I tend to lose focus. Yep, I get that. Cool. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's hit the the network news. Uh, our friends over at Grim After Dark, boy, did they have uh, a, a hell of a week. Keep your eyes peeled on that space if you want to hear more about fantasy. Our friends over at Tabletop Life uh, today put out their National Tabletop League announcement. Uh, so go check that out. I'm excited for those guys. I wish them luck. I'm uh, pr- probably locally signing up for some of the teams there to help them out. But it's a, it's a circuit of team events. So that's pretty cool. And then our friends over at Crash Course Hobbies uh, put up a video where uh, they try to paint an entire 2,000-point tower army in three days. Oh, boy. Um, so it is some, <laughs> some, some tech. All right, let's get into some community highlights. You ready to bring those up? Yes, I am. All right. Oh, I hit the wrong button here. All right, let's go ahead into this. So there we go. Images are up. All right. First one. All right, uh, first one up, we've got Patrick Martin, and uh, this is a Norn emissary, I believe, uh, based on the brain bits on its head. I think that makes it the emissary, not the assassin, but, you know, China players so. in chat. Correct me if I'm wrong. I am tearing curious, by the way. I'm, I'm curious to play basically all of the, the Xenos except for Craftworlds and Jakari and Harlequins because I have yeah. standards. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, he's done a lot of work on the base, which is really cool, kind of breaks it up, particularly when we have a lot of these models that have tactical rocks doing something to break your base up and make your base a little different, I think is a good idea. So good work there, Patrick. Jesse Hicks uh, over from Hobby Goblin fame. He is working on this death gesture conversion, and this guy is looking sweet. Um, I'm really excited to see how this guy turns out, but he is he is looking uh, very uh, grim reapery. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Uh, Adam yeah. Peterson, uh, who I beat this week to the uh, work in progress post. So point for me adam uh he's been working on his emperor's spears and this is one of his hell blasters and he is doing a really really good glow effect it's really subtle but i really like how it pops and really just gives you the the sensation of of a big energy weapon about to to get unleashed and then something kind of out of left field we haven't seen in a while mark Litchler posted a regiment that he's working on for kings of war um so square basing is just back in everyone's blood this week and getting everyone going um he's doing some amazing work uh, there those that that fade on those blades is amazing and that banner highlights is crisp so great work there mark so that is all i had this week for us Nikki d uh and you have any final thoughts for the night yeah, actually, there, there's one of the things that I've been meaning to bring up, right? I've only been back on the show. This is the second week uh, I've been back mm-hmm. since I was out. Nerd news. There's something else that oh, has yeah. not been mentioned yet. Uh, if you're a fan of The Boys, the show on um, on on Amazon, yep. there is a series, Gen V. Mm-hmm. And it's about basically some of the superheroes in training, kind of college years uh, sort of thing. I've been watching it on Amazon. Seth, have you? Do you watch The Boys? Have, uh, do you watch Gen uh, yeah, V? Yeah, I've watched it. I watched them. I haven't like it's it's a it's a that Gen V would be a wife and I show and we just haven't had much time to watch TV together. Yep. So it's um, on the so yeah. So for those the for those that are fans of of the boys, uh, Gen V occurs after season three, 
and mm-hmm. the end of Gen V season one will dovetail right into the start of season four of the boys. Okay. So you really has need to watch con- it. Yes. Um, or there'll be context, con- you know, con- contextual <laughs> items as far as what are happening with some of the characters, um, you know, in the yeah. show and, and having that part set. Season four of the boys is going to happen. And then Gen V season two is going to occur right after that because they've already said it's going to have a second season. Um, right. If it, it does not deviate from the um, graphic nature of, of the boys show, um, I mean, I'll, is, I'll just that leave is it at the, that. the graphic novels. So that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, but I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's, I think, an eight episode season. And the last episode of the season comes out this Friday. Um, I still All have right. to watch a couple more episodes ahead of it. But folks, um, I'm going to be away at a wedding this weekend, but I will be finding time to watch and finish Gen V. Um, I'll have some spoiler free reviews uh, next week to conclude what I thought about it. And that's, that's, right. that's what I'll be up to. All right. We'll have to check it out. All right. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, A little short but sweet episode for everyone. Uh, We thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.